Welcome to the SSEU podcast and our second episode with Tim Miller. For the first half of our conversation with Tim, go back one week and you will find the first hour of our chat with him. In today's episode, we will talk about Hilaria Baldwin, the Denver Nuggets and random shows that Tim and Ryan apparently have seen. Enjoy! Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the substandard expanded universe. Can we transition? Can, can I ask a couple questions of, of our guests? Tim, you yeah. have almost 100,000 followers on Twitter. I want to know, how did you do this? Because I would like to get, you know what? I would be happy with 10%. I don't know where this is going, but this is a great bit already. But it's like hundred, <laughs> Well, I know that you know that you're wrong on the count, so <laughs> not gonna obsess over that. Um, but you're off by quite a bit uh, on the following. Am, am I? Am I? You, you've totally redeemed low. yourself for this show, Chris. With that, am I? Am you're I high low. or low? You're a little low. I'm a little low. Gosh, we should have looked at his follower count. At least. Okay. I haven't looked, but Tim is like 110,000 followers. He's a lot. He's like it's more than 78,000. It's more than 78,000 followers okay. on Twitter. Tim, I, I want to know. Like, I would love to have like just 10% of your follower count. Um, how did you do it? Uh, is it clever tweets? Um, I was wondering if I could run run some clever tweets by you. Like, I tweet at least once a week. I just want to know if you could just edit my tweets and give me some feedback fix the tweet yeah yeah like could you let me know how i could move like i don't even need to get to where you are 10 percent is is, i'd be thrilled with okay there are a lot of of gimmicks out there i mean seven thousand would be far less than 10 percent, but uh there are a lot of gimmicks (laughs) out there that you could do kind of a follow back sort of game i didn't need to do that because my content is hot fire okay and, so, um, so you don't you don't follow back so okay that's good because because i didn't follow, follow you so he, so he does not follow me so that's that's so. why you don't follow me is because i don't follow you but like i wouldn't know if you followed back you let me look me. Um, it's, it's i do, I do follow, follow me because my, all I do my stuff him. gets retweeted into your feed so much it's kind of like what's the point of following him because everything do you know what the mega is thread so is like our our minions are just as bad as yours guarantee it i've been told about the mega thread but i i, I don't really understand we haven't tagged you in it yet and we it wasn't the kind of thing that That's i kind not. of wanted to felt that felt like it it merited the time to learn well here's the thing and that it's a thing here, that exists. we could we could force you to learn what it is we could tag you into it it's a well here's the thing 50 people that's gone two and a half years now but I have a new, I have a nice rule in my uh, deal. Uh, my followers, I, I only get alerts from people who I either follow or engage with. I've read about so, this. If you have a lot of followers, you can yeah, really so do some yeah. fun things so with nice. your options of uh, notifications. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. So if, if you have like 72,000 followers, you can do that. I have a question. I don't remember. Um, nice to your name. There's like this... Uh, I don't know, it looks like a it looks like a line and then a longer line, almost like a V 
with one of the one of the ends too like long. a white v it's like a yeah, white v like, instead of kind of like a blue circle i've i i've seriously spent hours looking through the emojis to try to find that i don't see it anywhere yeah, how it's do you... nice it's nice how it gives you some other features i don't know if i'm supposed to talk about them but i don't know how many people listen to this so it's probably not that big of a deal but uh you get it and then you know you can then communicate just with other people that have the white v in the blue circle and and weed out the kind of riffraff oh boy um so it's also nice. Josh Holly is going to love a, to hear about this. Yeah, well, it's a nice service for trolling people like Josh Holly because he, you know, you know, he sees my my <laughs> tweets, right? Like versus your guys' tweets probably doesn't see. They just kind of get lost in the river of shit coming into his ads. But whoa, 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 whoa! You're I calling us a river of shit, eh, Chris? We no, are. Like, listen, you're in listen. The, you're in hang the on. You, are you're not, you aren't are the river. You're in podcast. the river. Listen, listen. If you're saying that's the case, then like, why did Kurt Schlichter call me a Never Trump dildo? Well, was that on <laughs> your me account, a Never Trump dildo was too? One of Jill, was that on one of Jim Swift's sock puppet accounts? It, was no, it, it was on Twitter. It was like my account. Um, we tagged him. Jim into Swift the doesn't have any once. sock puppet accounts. I don't know if Kurt Schlichter's listening to this. Um, uh, uh, Kurt I, I, Schlichter I, I, responds to everyone. I think. I think. He, okay. He, he has a very so he's, so he's literally the the comic book character, the comic character who's Kurt, like somebody's listen, listen, somebody's wrong guys, on Twitter. I need yeah. to answer uh, them. Uh, like, Kurt, Kurt Schlichter definitely has sex with his vi- wife very well. So <laughs> leave him alone. Well, I mean. I guess his wife has sex with him very well. <laughs> it would probably be how I would put it, but sure. Uh, we should also point out that Chris not that has... there's anything wrong with that, by the way. That's great. If anybody <laughs> on this podcast is into that, I'm so supportive of you. I'm like no kink shaming here at all, but I just was. I thought accuracy was important. Right? No, for life. sure. They definitely don't accuse people of being whatever this cuck thing is. They're not you're embarrassed. Doing accuracy, either. like Jerry Falwell Jr. He's not. He's not embarrassed <laughs> about that. He's not embarrassed about calling us cucks. Uh, uh, this will be lovely to edit. Um... <laughs> Why would you edit any of this? Uh, uh, Tim, I have another question for you. I understand you were in the film Money Plane. What was it like meeting Kelsey Grammer? What was he like? Um, just just to clarify from earlier, I do have 178,000 followers. <laughs> um, in case anybody was wondering. Uh, and of course you do. You're a movie star. As far as Kelsey Grammer. I just sent you a uh, picture of the guy. He's. Um... I don't know who you're talking about. I did meet. I did hire Mr. Belding one time for my friend's bachelor party. Mr. Belvedere. Belding. I, I don't know. Uh, Mr. Belding. And then... that so. I don't uh, look at all like this guy. There's from a horrible the movie that you're talking um, about. We watched this terrible movie a few weeks ago. Someone noted that at the time you also had a man bun, and so I, do. uh, I don't. This right is now, this is the Edge. He's a wrestler. Oh was... man, the Edge has aged horribly. <laughs> Poor guy. I, re- I mean, I remember the okay. Edge. Well, I the, said like you wouldn't. I said 90s. I said you wouldn't be upset to be compared yeah, to the Edge. But... No, I mean, I, I mean, certainly vintage Edge. Boy, I mean that that's an honor to be compared to the edge. Uh it you seems like he's watch. he's hit on oh, some rough on. times. You though. told me you told me the other day your husband likes to watch bad movies. You he does. need to watch Money Plane. Kelsey Grammer has a line that <laughs> is Do you want to gamble on a man fucking an alligator? You go to the money plane. I don't know how you gamble on a man fucking an alligator. Like, what are you betting on? 
that I makes me a little up. less interested in the movie and a little more interested in the money plane and just like <laughs> kind of getting in on the action. Well, well here's here's the thing, Tim. Is this was a low budget movie and the money plane turns out to be just a series of hotel rooms at like a yeah, Ramada it's like a Ramada Inn. In the movie, the Ramada Inn is in the air, so it's in international airspace, so anything goes. You can do anything. Hmm. Okay. And definitely how loss works. All right. All right, guys, we need to get to the movie that I cannot remember the, na- the oh name of. Gosh. This Netflix. Nice guy. No, uh, but Ryan, tell us about Alec Baldwin's wife who is pulling a like unique Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> I'm so happy we're talking about I don't know if we this. have time for this, but yeah. We do. Um, <laughs> I-, I read this story. I, I was the entire time. Like Chris it's made the, the joke. best. Chris it's made the, the best. joke that this is like a Thirty Rock. This is the premise of a Thirty Rock episode. Like I assumed it had to be. This was just a script from Thirty Rock. But Alec Baldwin's wife, who was born and raised and lived her entire life in Boston, Massachusetts, apparently at some point got into darkening her skin, uh, affecting a Spanish accent, changing her name from Hillary to Hilaria. <laughs> saying that she was from Spain and it was just like she put, what was the word I can't remember anymore there was like a, cucumber, a word cucumber. Like, cucumber. How, how do you say in English <laughs> cucumber <laughs> how do and you then... say like like just like all the horrible things wait what kind that... of podcast is this that we don't have it queued up so we can just watch the video it's so good it's so good She's like, <laughs> what... what do you say how do you say <laughs> We put it in. We have very few ingredients. We have tomatoes. We have um, how do you say it? Cucumber. Cucumbers. We have um, red pepper. We have, of course, the. She also then, told her family just really quick. Uh, she had a shtick where she told her she was saying she said in an interview that that Baldwin was very hard for her family to pronounce. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then she had to say it many times. Baldwin. 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 And, and, and that her parents didn't get it. Um, I also really enjoyed the, the Daily Mail exclusive on her wedding. Uh, the I forget what? the headline of the subhead was she said C. <laughs> I don't know why they get that. She said C. See, yeah, she's like that. Well, the guy was asking, like, you see that you're wearing Alec Baldwin, right? And she said, Yes, I see. Uh, I, like, yeah, they had like a whole Spanish thing. Uh, how you say in English, cucumber, <laughs> cucumber, cucumber, cucumbers. They're all their kids are named, they're too, but it goes so deep. Their kids are named like Pow and Jose. <laughs> Leonardo, who names her kid Pow in America? I mean, look, I, I mean, you know, respect for the culture. Okay, what is her right, mother? But nobody Jane from Boston, <laughs> think? like, what does Jane think? I mean, I like, of like when she came home for Christmas. Was she doing the whole thing? Like, right. like did she turn it yeah, on and off? The, these are like so super many... loving parents who are like, you know what, whatever. I guess we're I, Spanish. I, I seriously like... need to get the bottom of whether or not Alec Baldwin was duped, or he was just like in on going it. along with it. 
like, <laughs> yeah, look, how could he have been duped? He's met yeah. her parents. I mean, in these interviews, yeah. she's like, My like parents that, don't understand how to pronounce his name. She's I, met them. I don't they're make from any assumptions about they're Alec Baldwin's <laughs> intellect. I mean, like, like, they're white, they're old, white Boston, Massachusetts. People. Oh, I mean, there so... isn't anything, it's not like they're like ethnically ambiguous. And he, like, but, you know, well, but she defended herself and said that she is a different kind of Bostonian, <laughs> whatever the hell that means. It, she's from Thomas. She's from the town. She's not a different kind of Bostonian because she, most she, Bostonians are racist. And right. it seems like she is as well. She, she's from the town. And you know that many people from the town rob banks. They have the highest percentage of bank robbers in the whole country. I saw that in the documentary. Once. Yes, called The Town, would, directed by, by ben, ben Affleck. Affleck yeah. Thomas, what, what, how would this go over in Sweden? <laughs> Talk to us about the, you know, is there, are there sensitivities there? Is it something about the fact that we live in a melting pot that you can pull and us off? I don't think we want to go down this road with Sweden. Like, I don't think they have any sensitivities. I think they'd be fine with it. If, if let's say you held opinions that were popular in Germany in the 1930s, mm-hmm. you might fit in well in Sweden. No, I'm trying to imagine us. It's just, it's so unreal. Like, I, I can't even imagine someone doing this for like, <laughs> a, like I don't. Why the fuck would you do? Like, what? It's her, insane. Her, name, her last name is it's Hayward insane. Thomas. Her, Hayward Dash Thomas. Oh, mom is, mom is so, Hayward and dad is Thomas. Are you from Are you from Mexico or are you from Spain? <laughs> I'm from Mallorca. She went to the Cambridge School of Weston, which is about sixty five thousand dollars per year, which is a little less than Josh Hawley's right. high school. Uh, you know, so, uh, they kind of run the populist camp there. Meadow, she grew up in Long Meadow. Did any of you Did any of you watch Alec Baldwin's? In- Wait, Ryan, you shared it with me. Uh, Alec Baldwin's Instagram. <laughs> I didn't click on it. Oh, you didn't click <laughs> I it? I did too. I watched all like I 11 minutes of it. and That's what I saw. It was 11 minutes. Was and I was going that... to bed and I was like, what the fuck did he say for 11 so minutes? I, I did it like during one of my daily routines, not pooping, but like a daily routine. Um, the treadmill at your gym where you generally watch porn. Yeah, exactly. What was crazy about it which is exactly what I think Ryan, the link you shared was that it was super Trumpy. Like the reason he gets Trump in, in like hit, like switching subjects, like, Oh, it was very watched. Like everyone watched it. And like having a sentence that's disjointed going from this to that, to this, to that. That's exactly the way that Alec Baldwin's 11 minute Instagram post where he was like, I did this, which was very, this, and they're very, this, like he captures Donald Trump on SNL because like, he is not that, far off no he's not not. like if you've listened to any of the voicemails he's left for his daughter kim kim basinger's daughter there's it's only degrees of difference i'm sorry i'm just still stuck with like what do you think chuck hayward's like (laughs) poker buddies are saying about this <laughs> like, 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 so like Hilaria walks in. Did you send your daughter to Spain for a while? No, we didn't. I mean, a poor pal. I like you do, you almost have to send pal to Spain now so that we can kind of <laughs> oh, only place you like assimilate. I'm so sorry that we did this. How, why, why does your mom speak a Spanish accent? Oh, no. <laughs> I, I liked uh, Amy Schumer's reaction, uh, which was, I get it. I went to Spain a couple of times and loved it too. 
I also love Spain. I've been to Florida, but I don't drive an ATV into the gas station doorway. Well, this has been nice because one of my good friends married a Spanish uh, woman who's also a friend, and it's really this has really just sealed our bond of our friendship very well because you know we just are now sharing memes about Hilaria every day, and it's, it's I feel like it's really synced us up. Hilaria. Okay. Okay, uh, t- Tim and Ryan. You guys are parents. Um, can we all agree that we're we're gonna be totally supportive of our kids when they turn twenty, for them to change their name to any nationality to suddenly pretend that they grew up thousands of miles away from their home? If Jonah <laughs> changes his name to Johan, P- Pinky Promise, Pinky Promise, Johan, Johan, anyone named Hilaria anywhere? Yeah, I don't know. Thing. You're. Uh, here's the thing. If my daughter wanted to change her name because because she fell in love with the culture, that I would I would be okay with that. But you have to then just be honest. Come, don't, come don't clean. Pretend. Come clean about right. that. Which is like you know, when I was 19, I like did a summer in Spain, and it just really resonated with me. And I decided to go by Hilaria. Like I, it'd be a little weird, but like at least okay, right, I, that'd be fine. That'd be okay. a little weird. Like, yeah, don't go on national TV and say how do you say in English. <laughs> Cucumber. cucumber. You know how to say cucumber. You know how to say. I know cucumber. you know how to say cucumber. <laughs> you know how to say it. You're from Long Meadow. Your dad's name's Chuck. Hilaria is Latin and means the cheerful ones. And she's brought us a lot of cheer. So, <laughs> so much. Cucumber. Cucumbers. So Ryan, how mad will you be if we uh, cut your quiz? I mean, it's, are you serious? It's, or... We've been doing this for a long time. This is a okay. double episode, right? Well, I'm um... do the quiz. Okay, no oh, yeah, well, let's, let's, do let's, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. We can always cut it if it. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Time doesn't exist. Uh, hold on. I mean, I'm on the West Coast. Here we go. All right. Uh, so, uh, Crit, uh, Tim, um, when we do quizzes, as we often do, uh, we have everybody buzz in with sometimes their own name. But this time, uh, I want you guys to buzz in with the name of a former Trump campaign manager, if you know the answer. All right, general knowledge. Any of you should be able to get these. Number one, name the Durfee High School in Falls River, Massachusetts graduate who has two Emmy nominations for Outstanding Sports Documentary and Outstanding Editing and founded a company to mentor basketball players called Hoop Dreams with Chris Heron. Paul Manafort. Uh, you said Massachusetts, right? Mm-hmm. So my, my answer is Hilaria Baldwin. Uh, no. 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 no, I, I no. looked at the answer key. That's not what it is. Um, it was. Uh, oof. I should you know. Need to bus in, Tim. I don't know it though. Hoop oh. Dreams. I remember the Hoop Dreams documentary. Founded a company called Hoop Dreams with Chris Heron. Gwyneth Paltrow. Hmm. That's, that's sure. not me buzzing in. That's my answer. Not Gwen. Uh, Kellyanne Conway. I'll go with Larry Bird. For fuck's sake, you guys. He founded the uh, company called Hoop Dreams with Chris Heron. It was Chris Heron was the answer. Wait, He's, Chris uh, Heron founded something with Chris Heron? Mm-hmm. He's a former drug addict who became reformed and started working with uh, young basketball players. Founded a company called Hoop Dreams with Chris Heron. Question number two. Let's move on. You guys all missed the Big clue right in the right in the question. Uh, as an art major at Mount Mary, this Chicago Public Schools athletic administrator designed several unis- uniforms worn by the 1977 
NCAA champion Marquette University basketball team. Who was this person? I mean, I think like boy, if our our listeners are probably shouting the answer right now. Who designed the jerseys for the Marquette Golden Corey, Eagles basketball Corey, team? Corey Lewandowski is my yes, buzz in. My my response is Chris Martin. <laughs> no, it's not Chris Martin. Kellyanne Conway is my buzz buzz in, and I think maybe Chris Heron is also mm. a jersey designer. No, there's a B and E that uh, are his initials, but so yeah, no, I don't think it's Chris Aaron. Uh, Thomas, are you gonna guess or not? You don't get negative points for guessing. No clue, Ryan. How very honest of you. Uh, the answer is Bo Ellis. Oh, Bo Ellis. Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, this former Buffalo Brave draft pick was oh, diagnosed God. with prostate cancer in 2004. After which, several members of the in- National Basketball Association's Los Angeles Clippers chipped in to pay for his seventy thousand dollars surgery. Who was this person? This former Buffalo Brave draft pick. What? What? He? What kind of cancer did he have? Steve it, prostate Bannon. cancer Steve in two thousand four. Steve Bannon Chris. is is my buzz in. I'm gonna say Elgin Baylor. Baylor. I think that was a little, a little late. Okay. All right. Okay. No, it was not Elgin Baylor. What's I mean, the Buffalo he Brave? was, he was, he was, well, it was a basketball player. They uh, moved to LA. Oh, but... Buffalo Brave was basketball. Okay. I'm going to buzz in with uh, Kelly and Conway again and say Bob McAdoo. Not Bob McAdoo. Uh, his name was, the answer is Thomas. Are you going to guess or no? No. Okay. He's, he's, I refuse. You're not doing yourself. He's Ernie Steve Iserman. His name is Ernie DeGregorio. Kim, his or her name was Kim Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> when the fuck is this quiz? Uh, question number four. In 2009, this graduate, this graduate, this graduate of Southern Thomas Idaho. Thomas is giving the quiz. Okay. Southern Idaho Junior College was asked in an interview if he had any pregame rituals to which, to which he responded, hmm, not really. It depends on how I feel. Who was this person? Kellyanne Conway. 2009 what year did he graduate the question was asked in 2009 he did not graduate from southern idaho junior college in 2009 the question was asked in 2009 so someone thought he was worth interviewing i'm gonna say eddie sutton that is that is a uh, oklahoma state yes thomas an oklahoma state person you went to oklahoma state not oklahoma this is the first time hearing of this eddie sutton was my answer how did i do it's not Eddie Sutton, not even close. The, okay, the, so I this actually, is a YD. I actually buzzed in before Tim. Yamish Alcindor. You think Alcindor starts with a D? Yak. Yamish Delcindor. The answer is yes. What? No, 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 no. My 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 answer is Kellen Moore. No. Not Kellen even. Moore went to the no University of Southern. Was. Just stop talking. Idaho. Yak Yakuba Diarwar is the answer. Oh uh, yeah, he played on the maybe the Spurs for a minute. Mm-hmm. No. Probably some other teams too. Um, <laughs> question number five. France. He looked, can you imagine being born in France? He and spoke. Then going he to spoke southern four Idaho languages. University. He spoke spoke four oh, languages. Thomas, how many then, languages? Then he had do to go speak? to pepperoni dine. Oh man, Yakuba Diawara did have a stint on the Nuggets. Oh, did he? That's weird. Thomas, how many languages do you speak? Did you look up the other three. Three and a half. To see if they had a stint on three the and a half. 
That's that's impressive. Are these are these all like very random former like nuggets from the 1960s or something? <laughs> is that what's is that what's happening? Did you sense? did you Google uh, Yaku? Did did he play in the 1960s? Is that what he played? No, Yakuba Diawara. No, he played for the Nuggets in the aughts. Mm-hmm. In the aughts. Question five. I did not write down. I'm having to off the top of my head <laughs> from Wikipedia. After one season at Syracuse, this Carmel person Anthony. was drafted in the 2000. Please don't answer before the question has uh, been finished. After one season, I have to start over every time you interrupt me. After one season at Syracuse, this person was drafted in the 2003 NBA draft and was selected with the third overall pick, Denver Nuggets. That sounds a lot like Carmelo Anthony. Uh, but Ke- Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne Conway. Chris. Hakeem Warwick. Chris, you buzzed in first. That's not the um, work was not a former Trump campaign manager. Uh Johnny Flynn. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Kellyanne Conway. Tim. John Wallace. You're all around it. You're in the right area. Derek Coleman. Derek Coleman. Thomas, do you have a guess? Google this one pretty easily. The answer, Carmelo. It's either Carmelo or Carmelo. Carmelo? I think it's Carmelo. Who were the first hmm. three answers? Who had a supposed um, Nuggets connection? Oh, they said this does say that there was a. Oh, there is a theme to this quiz on this website. So is Chris Heron played uh, 45 games for the Nuggets and averaged 3.1 points per game. <laughs> Bo Ellis played three years for the Nuggets and he averaged 3.6 points per game. Kim Hughes played two seasons for the Nuggets, averaged 3.8. Eight points per game. Yakub Darwar played one season. Can I put in another guess? John Wallace. List his, they didn't even list his points per game. John and then Wallace. Carmelo Anthony. What is John this? Wallace. Oh, okay. This was the five worst Denver Nuggets of all time. <laughs> Bo, Bo, Ellis what... played, Bo Ellis played for the Nuggets in 1977. So I'm old, but I'm not. That is, it was a little <laughs> bit out of my range. Right. Got, so, like... it, so, the, 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 so the five worst Nuggets of all time were Carmelo Anthony, Yakub Darwar, oh. Kim Hughes, Bo Ellis, and Chris Heron. I think that there's probably some debate on that list as far as the didn't... five worst Nuggets. But thank didn't... you. I, I'm embarrassed that I didn't get any of the others. Carmelo Anthony wasn't a good player, was he? He had some. He had some strengths and weaknesses. Kim he would have been awesome. Are you You're not a Carmelo awesome. Anthony stan? That was the whole point of this thing was to throw four terrible players and throw and to Carmelo. try to hurt my feelings over Carmelo. Well, see, yes. he asked to be traded. So you know, I do, I love Carmelo, but he has to be what? traded, and so like I have to. I, I have some residual, still a little bit of residual pain. Yeah, I but, but you have to Did understand, you think like he's a superstar. He's not. He wasn't a superstar. Tim. The New York. You don't Knicks? think that he was the a New York Knicks? He took way too many shots. He took way um, too mean, many bad he shots. He was definitely a superstar. I mean, he carried the you know, Knicks teams to the playoffs, the Nuggets. We went to the Western Conference Finals with Syracuse? him. We he won the he won are, the March Madness with Syracuse. Syracuse. He won March Madness with Syracuse. He carried the Knicks to the playoffs. He, we went to the Western totally... Conference Finals. We lost to Kobe. We lost to. We should have won. It had nothing to do with Carmelo. We lost to Kobe just because anthony carter couldn't throw the damn ball in out of out of bounds and he got and he got two out of bounds throws stolen in t- two key moments in very close games and you know lost in six uh, and we were right there we were on the cusp of being in the final I mean, with, hey, like, with, with the advanced nba stats what i've always wanted on my team was a guy a who slow, stops a slow like, back to the basket player who can't hit threes and it takes a lot of shots. 
If you can what find you that guy, want is a ball stopper. Is mm-hmm. is like you don't want the ball moving, right? Like no, y- you. I, want... I definitely don't want that guy to pass out of a double team. <laughs> okay, I just, I just, I mean, we can, we can, we can cut this if you want. I don't care. But we're just going to take a second, and I want to talk you through my childhood with the Denver Nuggets and Denver Nuggets history before. Hey, Carmelo they came on they board. beat the Seattle SuperSonics as an eight seed. Yeah, in nineteen ninety four. Okay. Yeah. The next year they won thirty five games. The year after that twenty one. The year after that eleven. The year after that 14 the year after that 35 the year after that 27 the year after that 17 and then we drafted carmelo and that year we won 43 okay so i went through it that is what the prime of my sports watching career that i just walked you through it was just we were if they drafted kevin Durant. we were horrible well kevin wasn't in that draft um it, thank god we didn't get darko milicic which was which was a potential option okay, sure but so, you know so what you then know what the biggest miss 50. No, 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 no. The biggest mistake the Denver Nuggets made, number one, was not sticking with Nicolo's Skeeta Feely. Um, I number love Skeeta. Skeeta was great. I number two, I agree was, was honestly, so number one was passing on Skeeta, who was great. I mean, oh, he was uh, this okay. Eastern European um, seven footer who know. could hit the outside shot um, before his time, but also uh, Chauncey Billups. They they just let him walk or or trade him. I don't know, but they, they had Chauncey. Chauncey As a Pacer fan, I hated Chauncey Billups. That's Chauncey because was he was a great team. piston. He was a champion piston. Yeah, he, 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 Ron Artest should have gone into the stands and punched him if he had happened to be sitting in the stands. That's, didn't that's, they let him walk? Yeah. I mean, late like he was. He came to us. Well, he was with us, and then. Uh, they did. I guess they must. They either let him walk or traded him uh, before the Pistons. He stopped at Minnesota, and he played yeah, with the Pistons, won some championships, yeah. won some championships with the Pistons. Came back to the Nuggets. That's when he was there with Mello. We almost, we almost went to the finals. Uh, and then I forget what happened. I, I guess he went back to the Pistons again. By that point, he was pretty old, though. We should have okay, brought him so- on as, a, as the coach. I think probably brought him out of the. Uh, all out right. of the, out of Tim, the announcer's you're, you're, box. You're disappointing me because, like, in um, 98, 99, he, he played for Denver and yep. went to, to uh, the Timberwolves for two years and then went to the Pistons Detroit where, like, he had, his, he had his best years, like, legit all-NBA years. I don't know if he got all-NBA, but... Um, was, was the guy from that Kanye so West song who was, like, saying, like, my name's not Dwayne, but it's just, like, D-Wayne... Was he like anywhere around Carmelo's uh, draft class? Dwayne Ra- Wade. That's who it is. Yeah, he was picked two picks after Carmelo. So you think like that was? <laughs> I think that was okay. I mean, I think that was a defensible pick, and we made way worse picks than that. I mean, just just recently, for example, speaking of Syracuse, it was it wouldn't even be by far a worse Syracuse pick. We picked that white guy whose name I'm blanking on uh instead that's, of that's close enough i think that's uh all instead, of, instead that, of picking donovan, donovan mitchell so yeah. it would have been we could have had donovan mitchell but instead a lot of teams Ty, wish Tyler they would wait, wait. Tyler Lydon. you guys picked a white guy from syracuse over donovan mitchell yeah yeah we traded out of the we traded out of our pick to utah they picked donovan mitchell we traded back four spots and t- who the heck is Tyler that Lydon. um i, I don't so even know who that is you haven't, you haven't, so you well christopher you should remind me then um you know i i did a lot of marijuana in college so i don't like kind of remember all the details <laughs> of some of these trades but so when when chauncey went to minnesota what, what, what were the circumstances around that i guess we just didn't re-sign him right it was his rookie deal was all, o- over and minnesota paid him more money is that what happened i, I actually don't remember um 
because that was I didn't do marijuana, but um, I played a lot of sports when I was young, and I hit my head a lot. Ultimate and- frisbee is not a contact sport. <laughs> I did not play ultimate frisbee, Ryan. Oh, that's right. I forgot because you didn't. But you didn't, but I, you didn't have a good frisbee as a kid. What I remember as a young fan of the Minnesota Timberwolves is that it is that Billups had a, had a great season as his last season as a Timberwolf, and oh, for God. some reason he departed uh, from the Timberwolves. Oh God, um, this is this is way worse than I thought. Oh my well, God, why did you okay, remind me of this? So this happened what, what right after the trans- Columbine High School massacre. So, so you know, I was kind of distracted at the well, time. I thought we what? could go through one episode without bringing up Columbine. <laughs> so he was. Well, what uh, is the transaction? Please, please share oh with us. Oh my God, we traded Billups to the Magic. Uh, with Ron Mercer and Johnny Taylor in exchange for Chris Gatling and Tarek, <laughs> Tarek Abdul Wahad and a future first round pick and cash considerations. Wait, wasn't Tarek Abdul Wahad? Wasn't he the original Colin Kaepernick? No, you're thinking of Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. Mm, oh. Yeah, Mahmoud Abdul Rahif. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I'm sorry. I so saw then, him so when then, I was a okay, uh, so ball boy for the Pacers. Boy, as and then as bad as we did, then the Magic after we traded him, the Magic cut him, and then the Timberwolves signed him. And then how did he leave the Timberwolves? What was that transaction? Uh, Timberwolves won 50 games with. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, they won 50 and... games. This is not. This uh, is free like, agent. Free, oh wait, the Timberwolves. Billups wanted to return. Billups wanted to return to the to the Timberwolves, but the team wanted to see how he would respond to his knee injury, and and he said "f you" and signed a five year, thirty five million deal with the Pistons. What a great deal! The Pistons got right, Joe Dumas. right, right. That, that's the most insane thing ever. Is like how many times. Um, I'm asking you because you you bi- clearly binged it. How many times have the Timberwolves won oh, 50 games? Yeah, I hope you have like twice. Google. We are being only podcasts. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, I was binging. So ever no since um, Steve Bing died, we uh, I don't, the T Wolves have had a very unillustrious time. But you had Latrell, you had Spree there, right? For a while. That's what I'm saying. No, not for long. Attacking Did you say long? Did you say long? Because it wasn't long. It was like maybe a year or two. And, and so I remember this was the year I got married in 2004. Um, they went to the NBA final. Or, I'm sorry. The, the Western Conference finals. Um, Sam Cassell injured his hip and, and Kevin Garnett played point guard for the Western Conference finals versus the LA Lakers. How old was Sam Cassell at that point? Like a thousand. And uh, yeah, this was after the Rockets heyday. Right. Yeah. You're right. They, they, they lost to the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. And, and again, Kobe. I, I believe this was the only year that the Wolves moved out of the first round of the playoffs. And the Pistons... You know who else was on that team I just pulled up? There's some, This was a great team. How did this team not do better than... Then, then how did they not? Did they make it to the Western Conference Finals? Do we know? Uh, they did not. <laughs> but so, so anyway, the team. they and, had and, Michael Olua Candy, the Candy Man. Spreewell, you know Wally what? Zerbiak, you... Miami of Ohio, Wally Zerbiak. Screw, screw you. Gary Tim, Trent. Today's Doug McDermott. Fred oh, Hoiberg. Gary Trent. Oh, my gosh. Gary Trent. Fred Hoiberg. Do... Yeah. Irvin Fred Johnson. Hoiberg, not Magic. The other Irvin Don't Don't mock Fred Hoiberg. Fred Hoiberg and Trenton Hassel were the greatest. Yeah, Fred greatest, Hoiberg like... was a great coach, and he also played. He was, 
he was he was a good coach, but he was he was like the offense guy. Trenton Hassel was the defense guy at the two. A- a- anyway, my, my who's point mocking? Is- who's mocking? This is a great team. You headed to the Western Conference Finals that year. You did. You lost to the to the Lakers. Yeah, and, and those Lakers lost to to the Pistons in the NBA Finals. Who Chauncey Billups played for? Those so- Pistons teams were rough to watch with like uh Ben um Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, and like the scores were like. 78 to 82 rip 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 richard rip, rip, hamilton, rip, rip, hamilton. rip hamilton shooting <laughs> 23 and a half foot jump shots like just just let me get my feet let me get my feet on the line of, <laughs> let me get my feet on the three-point line and you not not yeah a- anyway so, so i am so, so, now going wait, to wait, wait, interrupt thomas thomas shut up, shut up, shut up. thomas thomas mm. shut up um i i muted thomas uh Tim, to finish this conversation, so Latrell Sprewell. You haven't even started talk, to talk about the Pacers yet. No, you talked about Latrell Sprewell. Latrell Sprewell, okay. that was offseason your... was like, like I want an extension. I want to feed my family. And, I will choke and the shit out of somebody. Literally, his thing was, I need to feed my family. And the extension the Timberwolves offered was not sufficient. Did he have like a Sean Kemp situation going on? I, I don't know. But he had come from New York where he was accustomed to having a lot being, of kids being picked up from the basketball games in a limousine with caviar and champagne that's not the nba like today that's the nba middling players can do that now but back then that's not a thing you can you can do and uh so he he sounds like you didn't treat treat spree with the respect that he deserved and merited okay and and then three years later pj carlos and i was three years later deserved what he got (laughs) exactly like he should have choked every person for the Timberwolves. Um, but three years later, he declared bankruptcy and was like living on a boat, much like the... Uh, um, always sunny in Philadelphia. He now lives in Milwaukee and like he like hangs out by the bar, by the stadium. Who? Much much Free, like Latrell Sprewell. Bison Dele, who died on a boat. Brian Williams. <laughs> Please don't Let's compare him to Bison Dele. He's a nugget great. That's a nugget great Bryson Dele. He had a, a few. I wish the quiz would have been about him. I could have gone deep on Bryson Dele trivia. Have you and JVL bonded over Iverson? We have. I've got a quiz for you, though. I would like you to name the best player on the 1998 Indiana Pacers besides Reggie Miller and Rick Smith. And there Austin Crusher. Austin The Crocher. best player on the 1998 Indiana Pacers besides who? Are, what are your caveats here? Besides Reggie Miller, Rick Smith. Rick Smith. Who's the next best player? And who else? Okay. Oh, that's it. Who's the next best player on the well, team? Well, I, I got it. All well, right. So, already good answered. luck, Ryan. So, uh, I was a ball boy for the Pacers at this time. So, uh, you spilled, you spilled Gatorade much. on all kinds of players. Not just Davis. I okay. So, then since you can't answer the correct answers, which was lost to Crozier, you could tell us who is the nicest guy on the team. Us, Reggie. Reggie is the nicest person in the world. Like, he seems nice to everyone, he's even nicer. In, in in real life, Ryan, Ray, did you Ray. share with Tim that like I have not. you stood next to a naked uh, Reggie Miller for thirty minutes? Uh, my first game, minutes. my first game as a ball boy, as a uh, as you're fourteen or fifteen. My friend in high school, his mom was dating Davy Craig, who was the Pacers' head trainer, and so he's like, "Hey, do you want to just go and be a ball boy?" I was like, "All right," and I show up, and they pay me, and before the game, they rebound. Uh, for reggie miller like uh just me and reggie on the court um and he's great he's really nice uh during the game i uh first i'm folding up warm-up uniforms that they throw at me 
that I'm not expecting. I just grab them. They, the, when they go in the game, they hit me in the face with the, the warm-up uniform they've been wearing for uh, like an hour or so. And I fold it up. Uh-huh. And then I guess I wasn't doing that well enough. So they moved me. And he told me, okay, uh, when they move behind the bench and they said when the guys come out of the game like you fill up like you fill up these cups, liquid on the crotches you fill, up these cups of, you, you fill up these cups of water and then when they sit down after they come out of the game you just tap them on the shoulder if they want it they'll grab it if they don't want it they just won't do anything you just put it back down well the first person who was subbed out of the game when i was sitting behind the bench was dale davis it's a rather large man muscular uh i tapped him how would you rank dale davis as compared to antonio davis who was your yeah i mean dale davis had a longer reach for sure uh antonio was a little thicker Um, antonio was not as good at the reach around antonio seemed nicer like dale davis dale davis was actually like one of the nicest guys in the world but he seemed and this is my first this is the first time this is the first time like and so i i so like what you were supposed to do what they told me to do you tap the cup on their shoulder and like if they want it well i guess i was excited i tapped the cup a little too hard and so like i hit the bottom of the cup on his shoulder it tipped over and dumped the entire cup of cold water onto his shorts he (laughs) looked at me stared at me for about three seconds and he grabbed a towel and just started wiping himself off and looked away from me and i went and sat down probably (laughs) cried a little bit then they moved me back to under the basket where the warm-ups were after that and uh it was they're like wipe up the butt sweat when they fall down in the lane they're gonna throw these warm-ups right at your face you try to catch them and fold them up. I want to hear and, more about naked Reggie. So yeah, we're, yeah, we're getting Let's there. get to that. So, yeah. and, so okay, it's the Pacers and Celtics. Uh, Dana Barros was, I think, the leading scorer for the Celtics at the time. The there, Pacers uh, were down Dana by Barrow two. Dana Barrow was signature, uh, singular, I think. I don't think that there was plural Dana, Dana Barrows. No, it was Barrows. It was? Are you sure it wasn't not Barrow? I read it no, right this, off this the, is an back instant of correction. In it's Barrows. He was super yeah. short. He's listed at like 5'11. He's mm. no more than like. There is no Dana Barrow. And um, <laughs> anyway, um, the Pacers are down by two, and there's a limited number of seconds left. And Larry Brown is the Pacers coach. He calls timeout. And who, who's this uh, he, Larry Brown guy? Uh, he was not Brown, uh, but his name was Larry. And uh, did, did he, he, he do anything draws up a play. I'm, I, at this point, I was back behind the bench. He draws up a play. It's for Reggie, obviously. Jalen Rose is on the bench. Jalen Rose is not. Wait, hold on. Jalen is on this team. Yeah, Jalen was on this team. Okay, so um, so your whole like little shtick earlier about like making fun of Carmelo, like you might have got under my skin had you made fun of Jalen because Jalen Rose can do no fucking wrong with me. Jalen, like, my great. my AOL no. screen name was Tim jr5 for jalen rose uh, michigan and nuggets legend he did not he had problems with is that like he called no timeouts jalen rose, like if jalen rose played today he, like he, like he was like a decent above average player in the late 90s if he played today he would be a superstar because he could shoot he was law he was like six seven and you well, know he, he played inside outside do whatever if Jalen Rose played right and, now, he'd and be, he, he'd would, be a superstar. he would not have so would he, Reggie. Reggie would have been a bigger star now than he was at the time, anyway. And, and Larry Brown draws up a play, Derek McKee, getting a technical Derek foul McKee, in the, the wrong guy in the NCAA Chris, finals. 
That was that was Derek that was McKee is Jimmy inbounding. King. I said he would. Derek not. McKee is inbounding right before Jalen. Uh, Derek McKee is handled the ball by the ref. Jalen Rose, Rose leans over and he yells down to Derek, like covering Carver's mouth so the Celtics don't hear. And he yells, "Fake him in the nuts!" And so Derek, <laughs> Derek McKee fakes the Celtic guy in the nuts and then hits Reggie. Reggie hits a three at the buzzer, jumps up on the scorer's table. I'm like, I'm jumping up too. And then I found out like I'm told, hey, start picking up like all these warm-ups that are in a pile here and take them back to the locker room. So I pick up this huge pile of warm-ups and I'm walking back there. I've never been so Jalen, just so you know, the legend, his only cameo in here in this whole story was that he came up with the nuts play. Which is yeah, awesome. that's the other thing. I was like, like that was the only reason he was mentioned in this like, whole story I, is that he came like up with the nuts like, play. I, I feel like Derek McKee shouldn't have had to been told that because like I played basketball, like like I, like thought that everybody knew about the nuts, but apparently Derek. Why is Jalen Rose on ESPN? Well, fake. He's came up with the fake him he, in the nuts play. Right. He he's gonna get a podcast on the Ringer called <laughs> Fake Him in the Nuts, and pick, I gather up this huge pile of warmups. I walk it to to the locker room. Right as I literally like anybody that was just walking by the locker room could have seen Reggie. He was not. He was not ashamed, and he didn't have any reason to be. It's um, <laughs> a fifteen year old. Right. Right. Was, right. I, Time my, out. My Time eyes out. were Time open. Out. I want a. And this, this is take fast your time. Finger. Like, fast take finger. it. Yep. Listen, take your time with this because this will rock my world. Reggie like, Miller, Michael Fassbender comparison. I mean, obviously, I've seen Shame more recently than I've seen than at, like at the time, but and many more probably, times. And probably, many more times. Probably big side of the V towards Reggie. And so, was, uh, uh, so, uh, so was like was anybody else naked or just Reggie? Everyone, like so, ev- yeah. they do not even they do not even try. The towels are like for drying your face. So and what would what Rick Smiths look like naked? <laughs> Didn't see Rick. You know, I like uh, he tr- maybe just, much, maybe just because as he much as he tried, I mean, he, to me. he pulled that towel down as hard as he could. <laughs> Rick, Rick, Rick wore his towel in the shower, like <laughs> fully tied. Uh, and but, Ryan hung on that towel for I was, know, minutes. You must know a little bit about Rick Smith's there, Thomas. He's he's Swedish, he's, right? Or fin, Finland? Something like that. 15 years after this, I played in a basketball league with Rick Smith's and we beat them. The rest of so Rick Smith's team. So you body him up? Rick Smith's team. In the, in the post, Rick. were you bodying up Rick? They like, kept trying to pass it into Rick, but like we were a bunch of like white dudes that could hit threes from like 25 feet. So we didn't care about Rick Smith's. We didn't go in there. And so, um, and also Ryan, like in the middle of the game, pulled down his pants and showed Rick his dong. He's like, so hey, you were Rick, like, like the Warriors. Hey, you were like the Steph era Warriors going up against like the Roy Hibbert era, Roy Hibbert era Pacers. Like I did not see the. I did not. I was not. It was not during the Roy Hibbert area when era when I was a ball boy. It was only for or the area. It was only one season when I went to Lutheran High School in Indianapolis, Indiana. So anybody else besides Reggie, like Derek McKee, what? what, Was his dumb like? (laughs) All of the ones that you would that you're like best, thinking would be there? all all of the all of the players like like if you're just thinking like like oh who would i guess that would be like ryan ryan biggest, shut up like shut all up. of those guys ryan ryan can we get a ranking five to one <laughs> no i cannot give you a ranking 
like Dale Davis, all all number Antonio one. Antonio Davis. They're all number one. They they were, they were all number one, um, except for the towel guys who were like Rick Smiths. Austin Crozier. Austin didn't. Wasn't Crozier really. was not on Pacers yet because uh, this was in a massive bush. Was, you couldn't was, see the dog. I was I was a freshman in high school, so this was 1995. So whoever were on the 1995 Pacers, like Travis Best. Travis Best was, you know, like he was, was, he a lefty? Almost, was almost he a lefty? As tall, almost as tall as he was. Haywood Workman. Haywood Workman was. Ooh, that's a great poll. I'd forgotten he was on the team. He might be better than Austin Crozier. He had he was hot for that one year too. As far as I know, nobody ever wore clothes. <laughs> anyway, so I'm just gonna say you're being coy. You're being coy, but like. <laughs> It's pretty I, I, clear so that I Dale walk, Davis I walk into was the, the biggest, room. right? I mean, Dale <laughs> Davis it had to be Dale Davis. They're all tied for number one. Like all the guys that you would think, they're all tied for number one. And that, that so, is like, a lame I walk, answer. I walk into the locker room. Like I, I'm not even kidding. Anybody, anybody that was like on the floor walking by would have seen Reggie. Like he he had a small towel. Like you you guys seen like the Starsky and Hutch movie with like uh ben stiller and owen wilson yeah like 20 they years like ago the yeah they have these incredibly tiny towels like apparently that's that's all they had that's all the pacers had uh because reggie is just like drying off his arms and i walk in there with like an armload of like sweaty warm-ups and i'm trying to and, ask and, and guy, for some reason they made you walk around with no underwear or right. pants <laughs> right they're like yeah. if you're gonna come in here get your pants off um and so like i'm tra- i'm trying to ask, where do i put these but reggie is standing there na- drying off his arms otherwise naked and the guy's writing down everybody's like I- apparently if they have to they have to like write down their weight after every game uh the stats and info guy and Reggie, he's writing down Reggie at like 180 or 185. And Reggie is standing there arguing with him, saying like, I- I'm 190. I'm 190. I've been bulking up. I've been bulking up. And just like, he's clearly not 190. He's not even 185. Like, I'm like, Reggie, you are you have a hand towel. I can see you're not 185 from here. The guy's just like, oh, no, no. And he, he wrote down 185. And Reggie wasn't happy about that. And it seems like that. you had a much better 1995 than me. That's my big takeaway from this. <laughs> so uh, if you olds are done talking about 70s basketball, there's there's one more thing we'll do. And then I'll try to edit this thing. Uh, Tim, did do you have any predictions for next year? Can I go last? I want to hear everybody else's predictions first. Or am I the only one giving predictions? Thomas, I have a top five for 2020. Predictions, please. Um, I boy, I wish I had some funny ones. I think that uh, on basketball, I think that there'll be an Eastern Conference team win the championship this year. I don't think the Lakers Ooh, will repeat. Patience. I think either the Nets or uh, the Bucks will win. I, I think that uh, I, we kind of mentioned this earlier. I think that Donald Trump will campaign in 2021, like actively campaign. Like you'll have for, old for, rallies for the GOP for or for himself. Yeah like, yeah, like like for his reelection campaign, we'll hold rallies. Uh, He'll still be like, trying to turn over to overturn the election in 2022. <laughs> yeah, like all so, four years, he's going to be. A, uh, I think I think that he will do that. I, I don't I, I do I, I don't I, I had another prediction, but I forgot what it was. I was I was hoping someone else had predictions and that, I, that, that would let me come up with a funny one. So you do listen to the show because that <laughs> definitely. 
forgetting forgetting something you're gonna do uh, forgetting a bit you're gonna do that's so funny that definitely you is part pretend of like show. you don't listen to our show yeah now we know thank you for listening <laughs> I, I not only have i never listened to this show i've never listened to the show that this is a fan show of how is that possible? Nice. Don't say that. I'm not. JBL, JBL is a generous person, but he is. I mean, he's not so generous him. that he's going to listen to two hours and forty minutes into this interview, into this show, to hear to hear this attack. So as long as you guys don't text him, <laughs> he may be. Um, do, he may he, do some fast forwarding, but he he does listen. I actually do think he listens to this show and. And, uh, Either that or Shannon tells him the parts he needs to know. Hi, Shannon. <laughs> Tim, I think that the uh, no. work is going to have massive success in 2021, and and Co- you know continued success. Yeah, I think that our Swedish outpost <laughs> uh, is going to really, really hit its stride. Um, currently, we only have three Bulwark Plus subscribers from the nation of Sweden. And so I'm hoping that we can quadruple that in 20. And I hear you guys are like going to be adding like podcasts to the roster. This we might. Year. Like, Why? You guys want to get recruited? Even, you to- even like podcasts that like don't focus on like one single thing, like, like podcasts that maybe say they don't do one thing better than anybody but they do like 10 things better than any other well, podcast I, I mean it would have been easy transition we've we've had you've been on jvl has been on jim, jim. has been on shannon has uh, been that on. show must have been terrible <laughs> which um jim uh, sonny has been on vic has been on oh horrible um unlistenable yeah we might do some other we might do some other things i don't know if you guys do you guys do you have someone else in mind i mean we could bump mona <laughs> <laughs> Mona's show I put us right up against I I put our show right up against Mona I want to hear Mona's take on Palm Springs Do not do this. Mona, Andy Mona, Samberg, do, do not do not badmouth. Can, can we talk about this for a second? Palm Springs was great, but Mona in her yes. article today, if you read Mona's article today, she references no. a YouTube video where Kendrick, the Kendrick Lamar video where he invites the white girl on the stage and she's singing and she's. But so the interesting thing is, how did that ha- how did Mona come to be aware of the, this Kendrick <laughs> Lamar video? And she said, and and that's why she's the best that's why she's that's the question she was writing and she's and i was like and in this video a girl comes on stage with kendrick tamar and with kendrick lamar to sing mad city and like the formatting is right like it's all the lowercase like m dot a dot a dot i'm like did she google that or is she 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 was a huge black panther fan then started following kendrick after that so is that right Black Panther, like the movie? No. The, no. The, okay. No. Yeah. Okay. Thomas, are you ready for my top five? No, we're quitting. Uh, that is all I've the got time. Seven top five. I got. I've got five top fives and. Uh, we're two going top, to do hundred. There, there's no reason we can't do my top five. All right, number five. Oh my god. Number five, Summer Olympics. Number four, Kobe Bryant's last helicopter ride. Oh my gosh. Number three, the coronavirus. He did say Kobe right before his. <laughs> Number two, Australian bushfire. Ryan, that's what it's called, right? The the bushfire. Number one, the Minnesota Timberwolves 2019-2020 season. That's my list. Top that's five. A good right? list. Top three JVLs 
2020. Uh, number three, Team Virus JVL. <laughs> number two, uh, Bill Barr is Meatloaf JVL, even though he only did that once. It's that was still really good. Uh, number one is Friend JVL. That's not even a joke. I have my top five worst anti-anti-Trumpers. I want to hear the anti Number five, Mark Levin. Uh, he ended up being pro-Trump, but Mark Levin was a never-Trumper. I don't know if you knew oh, that. Yeah, He's he number was. five, most shameful. Number four, Rich Lowry. Um, <laughs> number number three, uh, five foot four, Shapiro Ben. <laughs> Uh, number two is a Facts joint. Is a feelings. joint. They're Megan's in both of the top two slots. Number two is Ben Dominich and Megan McCain together. Uh, Megan McCain's uh, father. I don't know if you know who him he is. John McCain. He was hmm. criticized by the president. If I would have got times. to do my book list, uh, Mark Salter's book oh, was on was he the, was he the one who was captured? He was the one who was captured. Yeah, he was Megan, captured. We don't like Megan. Did, Megan but... did a tweet about how why is she and Sarah Palin the only people from her her from her dad's campaign who are still Republicans? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, now that is a oh list you want to be part of. You and Sarah Palin, number one. Hey, listen, Megan listen, Kelly. I'm. Megyn no, Kelly is the worst. Yeah, that is most shocking. Megan McCain is the author of all her stuff, though. Not Ben. I mean, not Ben. Ben. Not ben has a little. Uh, <laughs> it's problematic with them. Um, Went from being a rhino, you know, uh, to like a movement nationalist conservative. It's, it is interesting. I, I have an all. I have an all. But at least, like, at least like, she has no history oh, of hey. someone. That's someone it. paying can... her. She has no history of someone paying her to say certain you know, things. Can I just tell you, Thomas? I know you want to leave, but the thing I like most about Ben Dominich, and really, actually, let's put Ben and Megan Meg into number one, and Megan Kelly into number two. The thing I like most about Ben Dominich is in twenty. 17 or 18 he wrote maybe 16 he wrote a prescient article for the federalist.com and this article said that the republicans had a chance right now to either maintain the party of conservatism or to become the party of white grievance and white nationalism and 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 yes ben uh, was correct uh, oh, oh, ben, ben was correct the party chose white nationalism and then ben was like hell yeah count yeah. me in so uh did you read in 2016 did you read michael knoll's explainer of uh the um what was it it was it was like i was not a michael knowles reader in 2016 it was like it was like no it was it was great it was like uh it was an explainer of like um why uh basically trumpists were white nationalists and it just like ran down like all the reasons that trumpers were horrible white nationalists and like i'm friends with him on facebook and then all of a sudden michael knowles He's Doing killing a podcast it. with Tim Cru Ted Cruz. He's killing it. And He's got those like, pleated khakis. Yes, my dad killed JFK. I'm proud of him. <laughs> Wait, Tim, what's what's wrong with pleated khakis? Oh, I mean, you know, to each their own. Again, I'm not a kink shamer. I don't know. So if that's kind of a cosplay thing for you. Um, the worst <laughs> podcast of 2020, other than the commentary podcast, which is obviously <laughs> worst, um 
whatever Red Steez and John Gabriel's podcast is called, <laughs> and then uh, isn't it Editors or something? Mm, is at, it? at Ricochet, or is it a different one? You're talking? Yeah, very little. Uh, Do you uh, then uh, the the worst is Young Americans with Jack Butler, Charlie Kirk, and Spurgeon, <laughs> in which they watch every episode of Murphy Brown and turn it into a uh, white nationalist TV show. So that's that is a great list. Could I just could I, if, you, if you would want to? I don't know if you're in the market on the side of your podcast and whatever your day job is and your five parents, but if you're in the market for an internship at the ballpark, I would love to just get summaries from you of the of the Red Steez, Jack Butler, Charlie Kirk. Podcast. You know, like, we tried to get on the uh, Ricochet audio feed for so long. And I, I don't know. I don't know if it was because I kept like insulting um, Red Steez and insul- insulting Red Steez and John Gabriel on Twitter. Whose face is more has a more interesting shape between Red Steez and Matt Gates? Who has a more who has a more interesting shaped? I don't face? know who it's, it's the Gates. Right? I, I don't know who, I mean, I don't know who that is. He, but, he but I've Red only Steez... seen Matt Gates in a. Uh, in a World War Z face mask, so I don't uh, know what he actually looked like. Red Seas thinks he's gonna like come out after all this Red, and be Red, like clean. All I know about Red Seas is that he bought tickets to a screening of what was it like Captain America, Captain Marvel, or Wonder Woman that was like advertised as a women only screening? And oh, so he I specifically this. bought tickets to that show. And it showed up demanding to be seated. That's edgy. That's that a, it's like a commentary on the 1964 Civil Rights Act. It's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty edgy. It's right. kind of like I he, mean, it's like he's like Rosa. I mean, he's not quite Rosa Parks, but it's like we, he's like we kind men, of Rosa adjacent. We men have to stand up for for our rights. We do, especially white men. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, my uh, list of uh, Trump era books that I've read: Front Row at the Trump Show, John Carl. American oh. Comet, Carnage, Alberta, Trump versus the United States of A. I don't know what A means. Michael S. Schmidt, Twilight. Uh, number one is Twilight of Democracy by Anne Applebaum. Oh my gosh. That's not even. Did, did you I, actually I love... like, hold on. Did you actually like the Trump show front row book or is that a shtick? No, I really liked it. These are like, this was that. I have like three more that I haven't got the list because Thomas is rushing me. Uh, oh, I know. Like, JBL made me read the Cliff Sims book and write a review about it in my early days as a bulwark writer. Which one was the Cliff Sims? At least he didn't make you go to. Uh, what did he make Andrew Egger do? Uh, Team go of to, Vipers. Uh, he made Andrew Egger go to. Seep who it. was it? Uh, the uh, Insane Clown Posse concerts and write about it. <laughs> Which so, is why uh, we always refer to Andrew Edgar as a huge Insane Clown Posse. Or the Juggalo. Andrew Juggalos. Edgar is a Juggalo. I didn't know that. Wait, whoa, whoa. Here all this time, I thought I thought you were talking about Robert Pattinson. This Twilight actor. This you Twilight know. stuff. Thomas, Donut. could you I, give I me your Twilight, favorite? Robert Pattinson. He's Norwegians of 2020, favorite Norwegians, the most influential oh, Norwegians God. of 2020. I don't know any that would even. Uh, there are so many. Uh, How would you even pick? The most influential Norwegian of this year is probably Tore Frodland, who is the head of the Norwegian equivalent of the CDC. That's uh, fake. It's true. Tore Frodland. Fredland. 
Food in Finland. <laughs> I, I have a 2020 yeah, list so that I'm going to do since we're doing lists. So uh, top five, 2020. Number five, Vanessa Hudgens celebrated her 32nd birthday in style. And we got to see her and her friends reenact a Jingle Bells number from Mean Girls. Number four, Sarah Hyland told us that Vanessa Hudgens was there for her when she separated from Matt Prokop <laughs> and helped her through one of her lowest points in life. Number three, Vanessa Hudgens appeared in Bad Boys for Life back in January. Number two, Princess Switch, Switched Again, was released last year. Number one is. And number one is that Vanessa Hudgens drew early awareness to her coronavirus to the coronavirus by discussing the challenges facing the country on Instagram Live back in April. She was like, if we had to stay home, that's bullshit. (laughs) You know where Vanessa's from, Thomas? Enlighten me. Uh, She's from Salinas. Uh, which is just right down here in the Central Valley here in California. Nice little, you drive on through that on your way to Paso Robles. Like miles from Tim's buddy, Victor Davis Hanson. <laughs> Love why didn't, why didn't he make your list of anti well, is it possible? Is it possible that Vanessa, is she, are they related? Is that, is VDH, <laughs> Vanessa, is it Vanessa Hudgens? David Victor Hansen. David Hudgens? Yeah, <laughs> Um, I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't read. See, so I'm not quite as deep in <laughs> the, I'm not quite as deep in uh, Victor David Hansen <laughs> Oof. as Sorry. some of the others at the bulwark. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know, I don't suffer through that. Uh, top albums for 2020, <laughs> Evermore, Taylor Swift is produced by Justin Dresner of the National, <laughs> Third Gleam, The Avid Brothers anime trauma divorce open mic eagle screamer third eye blind technically 2019 uh rtj4 run the jewels boy i trash the taylor swift record in the bulwark our favorite albums at tim slash tim's favorite albums of 2020 article coming out on friday oh i will make sure the most recent wait wait the newest one or the first one that she released Uh, both of them both of them you Uh, know who justin dresner is i'll just i do i'll just read you i'll just read you the opening sentence of the number six entry it must have been flattering on mike it must have been flattering when one of the world's biggest pop stars took two swings at making a phoebe bridgers record this year and didn't quite get there <laughs> on 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 punisher which dropped in june without any songwriting help from the national phoebe delivers a gorgeous melancholy clever and heartrending album par excellence um so I, i'm aware of uh of what happened and it just it was okay it was fine the second one was good i liked the second one it was okay the one with uh matt Berenger and uh, bon iver just saying I'm sorry, guys. I'm confused. Are you talking? Have about- you heard the? Uh, have you listened to the national live album from this year? I don't think I listened to the live album. It's this like year. juicy something. I'm not even joking. It's called juicy. I'll pull it up. We're in the national season. I don't listen to them during the summer. You know, they're a little down for me. They are. Yeah, guys. Uh, Blood Buzz Ohio is. Juicy I got lost. Magic. I got lost. Are you talking? It's good. About it's the- really good. Uh, the other. Are you about the best. By- the other best live. Album are you talking about year. the? Are Joffrey. you talking about the Carly Rae Jepsen album or the Vanessa J- Hudgens album? Uh, we're talking about Taylor Swift, and t- please don't sully Carly Rae Jepsen's name with any sort of in criticism. Uh, uh, on Open Mike Eagles album from 2020, it, it's a hip hop album. Is a line that says, "I need that sand because I struggle with the beaches. I need that shield; it gets chilly 
and there's a shrinkage. A perfect time to rhyme with Peter Peter Dinklage, but I won't. <laughs> it's a shrinkage and I Dinklage. Think, right. He's, but I won't because I think it might offend him. And there's no way he's ever going to hear this. Number one. He also, his music video from that album is uh, Paul F. Tompkins just rapping as Open that's, Mike Evil. That's pretty Eagle. good. A good little, a little line while we're doing a line. Uh, the best line in us and it was also from Phoebe Bridgers this year. She wrote, we hate tears in heaven, but it is sad that his baby died. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anthony Justin like, wrote a whole with regards to, album about that. <laughs> regards to Eric Clapton. Uh, my, five, my top five television shows of 2020 uh, were The Queen's Gambit, Dave. Uh, Dave is better than Atlanta. That's a controversial Dave. take. Um, Which thing uh, is Dave I'm on? doing, I will destroy what, you in Hollywood. What is Dave and what is Atlanta? Okay, so Atlanta Dave, is great. Atlanta Dave didn't is, come out in 2020. I, I know. I'm just saying they're both shows. Oh. Uh, they're both shows that have a rapper as, as the main oh, character. Okay. I know Paper Atlanta. Boy okay. and News and Dave. Yeah, Dave. Oh. Paperboy with an Paperboy is a better name, and Paperboy's uh, number one hit uh, song you, you guys involves have... him saying Paperboy, Paperboy, Paper, Paper, Paperboy. <laughs> uh, you guys haven't uh, haven't watched the show, Dave, at all. There's some good penis comedy in there. Uh, it is really. <laughs> Wait, are we where, talking about the movie with Kevin? Uh, Kevin his... Klein is the president. Or thinks... uh, no, yes, he's he's a, president. His, his rapper name is Little Dicky uh, because he has a little dicky. <laughs> uh it's a really clever uh little name uh i I'm highly recommend this. it i highly recommend it. it's on fxx mm. it is oh, okay uh, it is uh, FXX. it is uh both uh kind of slapstick humor and really kind of subtle and tender mm. at the same it's, time oh, okay. it's the Love porn it. version of fx fxx yeah dave always sending philadelphia is now on fxx so season 27 they just signed for four uh, more what, seasons what was above dave uh, the Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit was really good. My wife watched the entire series without me. They and then played she was chess. Like, she's like, "I'll watch it again, but you need to watch this." And so we 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 watched it. it Enola Enola Holmes plays chess. Enola on Holmes Netflix. Plays. Yeah, for a I long time. I didn't see Henry Cavill, but uh, the boy from like uh, Love Actually, like the kid that's a drummer. He's like an adult. He's like an adult man now. The drummer from Love Actually, the young, the young child. I've never seen Love Actually. I've heard that's not good. Laura Linney and Martin, what's his face? Never seen Love Actually. Pretend to do. All I've heard is like people say Love Actually is a terrible movie. Hugh Grant is fantastic. Hugh Grant is a terrible movie. Don't listen to Tim. It's terrible. Laura Linney and Martin Freeman. Hugh Grant's good in the doing this year, and he's also there's a Netflix like uh, fake documentary with Hugh Grant called like the death of 2020. I've been meaning to watch that. Hugh That's, Grant, it's funny. I, I'm, I'm a Hugh Grant stan. At, ha, yeah. Have you seen Timothy a very scandal? Uh, I have, but I kind of forget it. I, I, I have some questions. Uh, did you watch The Undoing, Tim? I did watch Oh, yeah, yeah. You and Sarah talked about that. Like, I which one of Undoing. you liked it? Like, one of you liked it in... I thought we have you watched like, the no. sequel redoing? Oh, shut up, Chris. Uh, I liked the undoing quite a bit. Um, but, I, yes, I was, okay. Oh, she uh, was unhappy with the ending. I think I was happy with the ending. Oh, what about like? So my life, my wife really liked it. I, I thought the performances were great. I had some questions about Fantastic. some of the uh, things that went on, like when Nicole Kidman went to talk to Hugh Grant's colleague at the hospital where he worked, and he tells her. 
I can't be seen talking to you. I can get fired. <laughs> and so they're sitting on a bench oh. and the camera pans back. And then you see they're sitting right in front of the hospital where he works. Like, yeah. why did that? Yeah. Why did that happen? Okay, and then so this was does the NYPD, the like you probably know more about New York than I do. Do they have a bring your own helicopter on a high speed chase? Policy? <laughs> um, I, I don't the high speed chasing. I think that was for dramatic effect. But I do agree with you. There was the moment for me was he's on the, like it's like the biggest like murder scandal of the year it's on the front page of all the tabloids why do they keep showing the like, kid and they're just like walking back. through central park all the time just like right. having sensitive condoms and like and like he's also like fighting with his wife in public yeah. like yeah. that's the thing like there is his attorney would totally tell him to do yeah if you want to have a discussion with your wife do it like in a bar so i guess here's here's the difference between you and me is that hugh grant's performance was so stunning and so exhilarating he was great so moving in every regard that i sort of just kind of let some of the particulars of the plot roll off my back you were stuck a little bit it, you kind of were wrapped around the axle on that um, which yeah, i understand because you watch I, all those cartoon movies where like they have very precise plots um, yes I, I watch all the cartoon movies can you list like, the, the cartoon Dan, movies thanos thanos would not have yeah. stood up in front of the hospital where were you on? Uh, where were you on the one that t- the Nicole Kidman show in Monterey? That was good. Uh, I really liked that. The one so, um, where Reese, uh, what's his name? The the Swedish guy killing Thomas. It. You were in the show. Um, no, but he. It, I, I don't remember it. Too much pot, pot. What's what's his name? Not the older Swedish actor with the same name. Uh, Start naming Swedish actors, Thomas. Alexander Skarsgård. Yes, Alexander Skar- yeah, Skarsgård was the killer. That was, yeah, that was big little show. eyes. Uh, yes. Spoiler. Are we done now? <laughs> Thomas, screw you. Top Does five Danas. Top five Danas. Uh, I have a worst overall and a best overall for 2020. The worst overall oh is the cruise industry. My wife uh, was reading a story today that she told me about where during the early months of COVID, a dozen or so uh, cruise uh, cruise liner workers uh, committed suicide because they were just stuck on the ships for weeks or months and constantly and not paid. And uh, cruise, the cruise industry sucks. Dana Carvey, Dana Milbank, (laughs) Dana Barrows. Top three. Dana Dana. Barrows is four? Top three. No, three. 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 Okay, that's fine. (laughs) Um, Dana Milbank. <laughs> no women, Dana. I'm such a misogynist. I couldn't get it. Ah! Dana ba- Dana Bash. I guess would be. That doesn't really count because it's Dana. Dana, Dana La- you said Dana Lash, right? She didn't make my list. Dana. Uh, Dana. Dana. Dana Lash. What's her name? She used to work at the Blaze, and now she's like. Yeah, yeah, the St. Louis person. She worked for the NRA for a while, but then yeah, like, she isn't on the list. She's she's down there. She she's on. She, she, she's worst on a worst Danis. of the year. Worst Danis. My best of the Number year overall three. is my wife, Rose. She's so which kid of yours? Wait, wait, wait. Which kid of yours doesn't make the top five? I, I was an asshole when I met her, and uh, I, you know, I play a character on this show, uh, 2002. Ryan will teach all of his five children. <laughs> to fake spanish accents and pretend mm-hmm. to be spanish i mean if you can if you can if you can fake a spanish accent and marry a baldwin 
do it. <laughs> or any SNL star, like Taryn Killam, Colin Jost. Ryan, tell us about John Mulaney. John Mulaney checked into rehab last week. Um, Quitter. Quitter. <laughs> <laughs> this is another thing. He went to Georgetown. Uh, That's a John Mulaney fact. Did he? he went to Georgetown, yeah. He, he has a lot of horse jokes, too. Um, uh, we're big fans of him. My wife showed me the story where he checked into rehab, and I texted her back, and I said, that's not surprising. All of his, <laughs> uh, like, his entire act for the last... 10 years has been about how he has a substance problem. She was like, what? I was like, go back and listen to like his like original, like his first album is about how he used to get blackout drunk, like five nights a week and not know what he did. It's like, you don't, you don't just do that and just become a casual drinker. Um, And so wasn't surprised to me. I'm glad he's, even though he's a, Thomas says he's a quitter, but, I'm glad he's doing what's best for him. Me too. Thomas, what are your thoughts on John Mulaney? I would like to thank Tim for taking the time to listen to this NBA garbage for four hours. That's John Mulaney cared about Tim listening to this. Thank you so much, Thomas. It's been an honor. It has really been an honor. And the next time you see the sun, I just hope that you can get a little bit of vitamin D and think about think about California and think about all the joy I've brought to your evening over the past three hours and 14 minutes. I'll, I'll be fine. I'll see the sun again. Okay. Well, I'm look, I look forward to that for you. And then um, if I, I guess I probably won't see you guys on Twitter because I have so many apps. I can't, I, it's sort of, it sort of gets <laughs> no lost in all my followers, <laughs> but I, I guess I'll see you sometime. I reply to all online. your tweets. Thank you, never guys, see thank you guys so much. I love you. Goodbye. We have very few ingredients. We have tomatoes. We have, um, how do you say anything? Cucumber? Cucumbers. We-